Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle Podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hi, welcome. So this is Alex Vitkin, and this call is about how to decrease your stress. So if you're an entrepreneur, which you obviously are because you're listening to this, you need to decrease stress most likely. Most entrepreneurs are overstressed and their brain doesn't work as well anymore and have physiological, um, like your, your body responds very poorly to stress. We're not, we're not made to have stress all day and uh, you're not as productive if you're stressed, which is sad. So that's why I'm doing this call to make you more productive and live longer and basically not die from being overstressed. That's basically what we're here for. So before we start the call, uh, this call is only useful if you've gotten the Garmin stress trackers. If you have the Garmin or any other uh, variable heart rate or heart rate variability stress tracker rather. There's rings for this, there's like medical devices, but you can just get a Garmin watch. It's as, as little as uh, 80 bucks. I think the cheapest one is called Vivo Smart or Vivo Sport or something like that. So whichever one has the heart rate variability stress tracking. And whatever I tell you throughout this call, it's completely irrelevant if you don't have that. And just having that is more valuable than this call. So if, if you have very little time, just go get stress tracker and don't listen to any other part of this call. Uh, just get the stress tracker and just track your stress. That alone is worth more than everything else. That being said, I'm, I've spent 10 months figuring out how to make it work, how to decrease stress. Result has been that um, my stress went from 50 on average for an average day to 25 or even less. So I have proof of this. So I have tracked it every month and all my, my stress was basically from October 2017. It went up and then in January it was even above 50 and then it went down to 50 and then above 50 again. And now it's 25 average per month. That, that's what the graph is showing basically, right? So it's quite a big difference and it's such a big difference that usually you don't feel reduction in stress on a daily basis. But this is such a big difference that I do actually feel it. Also, I'm not 20, I'm, I'm 32, so I, you know, I just more sensitive to it anyway, a little bit more. So, so go get the stress meter, okay? Go get the stress meter and everything we're gonna talk about is related to that stress meter, even though it may not sound like it. We're entrepreneurs and most of the work is being done with our heads, right? So we've lost touch with our bodies to some degree Maybe a lot of people who do sports and so on, and that effect is less. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're sitting around a lot, and it just kind of numbs you. I think everyone can agree with that, right? If you're sitting around a lot, it numbs you. It's actually worse than, than, than uh, smoking, apparently. So this call is not about you shouldn't sit, by the way. This call is about how, like, which factors to look at when you're tracking your stress and which things to test uh, to see if they increase or decrease your stress. So this is not a, here's exactly what you need to do yourself. This is, here are the moving parts. And if you're measuring, you know that when you test out adding or removing a new moving part, you know if that increases or decreases your stress. Because any advice I give you is completely irrelevant if you don't know if it's effective or not, right? 
same as with Facebook ads, right? So um, I think we can also all agree that to some degree, our bodies, they're screaming demands at us. So if you think about it, it starts from a very basic level, like feed me, sleep now, uh, I'm horny, you know, like your, your body's screaming stuff at you. And it's not saying words, obviously, that would be kind of creepy and maybe you need to see a doctor. But uh, what I'm saying is the hormones or whatever they are, they are, they have physiological effects and they also have uh, psychological effects. So you know when you're hungry, like anyone, any, any animal, any creature knows. That's because this part of the brain is older and you just know, you don't have to think about it, right? So it, it, maybe you guys have also read books like The Selfish Gene and you'll know that our little goals, dreams, and ambitions are not the same thing our bodies and let's call it programming, you know, genetics, in other words, uh, want, right? So what we want in our little short little lives and what our bodies and genetics want are two different things. They're very, very different things. Because this is, you could say you are the current iteration of the current genetic code, right? Like your little dreams, ambitions, and so on are nothing compared to that, nothing. So you could very easily argue and I'm not going to try because I'm not a scientist, but a scientist could very easily argue that genes and what your body wants are much more powerful. It's a much more powerful force in the world than anyone's dream, ambition, or desire, or want to be an entrepreneur or whatever, right? So I think that's easy to agree on. If you Google Maslow's, the basic explanation, just in case someone doesn't know Maslow's, uh, the basic explanation is like this. The most basic desires are the most powerful, right? So physiological desires that's things like hunger right if you don't have that the, your brain actually won't let you do things that are important to you if you're hungry just try not eating for a day and then try sending proposals and upward there's just no fucking way that's going to work it's just not going to happen you're not you're not going to be effective in anything you do if you're hungry unless it's getting food it's crazy right like how can your body have such a powerful effect on you that you literally can't focus on anything but food. And the only thing you can think about is food when you're hungry. That's because it's the bottom of the Maslow pyramid of needs, right? Above that is safety. Um, so it's actually worse to be hungry than not safe, obviously. Otherwise, you know, cavemen wouldn't have escaped their little cave uh, of lovemaking to go hunt for food. Like, why, why would you go hunt some elephant or whatever if, if, if it's unsafe? That's because safety is above that. Then you have love, belonging, esteem, accomplishment, and then self-actualization, achievement, achieving one's potential. So notice how achieving one's potential and self-actualization is nothing compared to everything else. A tiny little tip of the pyramid, right? So all this stuff we're working on is basically irrelevant to your body and your genes. That's why uh, we trick our brains and we trick our bodies. That's what we do as entrepreneurs and other people do it as well, but we do it like on a way in a way that's damaging our health. That's my kind of thing that I want to go with here. Okay. So the cost for entrepreneurs often loss of sleep, um, knowing when to eat. Notice how I said knowing when to eat, what to eat, uh, just knowing what the body wants in general. And it, what I've noticed is it 
can fade, right? So if you ignore it, if you keep ignoring, you're like, no, I need for survival, you kind of trick yourself, right? So for survival, I need to build this business, right? Like what I did, I moved to Barcelona, 2012, uh, had almost no money, very little income. I moved to Barcelona and I said, I need to make this work, right? I, I was kind of tricking myself to build a business no matter what. So what I found is it's possible to start ignoring your body's needs. So all the demands, not all of them, of course, but many demands, you can start ignoring them because we have a very powerful tool that is the brain. So we can kind of get ourselves to believe whatever we need to believe. And this is powerful. Like you should do that. I believe in that. It's, it's, it's valuable. It's a valuable tool. And the messages that the body sends to us become fainter and fainter and fainter the more you do that. So the more you force yourself to work more than, you know, let's say 12 hours a day, the more you're kind of numbing yourself to the pain. So if you take a boxer and you take a random person, the boxer can take a huge amount of punishment and his body's screaming at him, stop it, stop it. And he just keeps doing it because that's what he's kind of tricking himself to do. And that, that's really, otherwise we'd be nowhere. If we couldn't do this, we'd be nowhere. We'd be living in caves somewhere. So the people uh, who were able to do that more, they became more successful and you know, all our ancestors are like that, right? Basically, right? So for example, if you've spent your life in a jungle, hypothetically, and your body tells you to sit and grab some food, you're going to execute, right? So if, if you look at people in the world who are um, living in areas of the world where they're living in a jungle or whatever, and they rely on messages from their body for survival, like there's danger, there's this, there's that, there's the other thing, like stuff we can't even imagine, right? They're like thinking about what animals want and how to avoid getting eaten by them. Like it, it's completely outside of our realities, basically. So those people, they've learned their entire lives from a very young age that um, you need to listen to what your body is telling you. Like you need to listen to your, whatever you call it, like instinct, intuition. So they basically execute because that's what you do. That's what everyone does, right? But in, in, in modern life, that's not what you do. Because if you do that, that's bad. You end up going to jail probably. You're probably going to do some illegal stuff or whatever. So when you're hungry, you look for food if you're uh, listening to your body, right? When you're sleepy, you get sleep. When you know you won't have food soon, there's a level of anxiety that needs to be dealt with. This is a source of power and motivation and so on. That's why many, in my opinion, this is not for many books, but in my opinion, uh, this is why many people say they don't feel motivated or something like that. It's because their ancestors, it's like you're not going to eat and everyone you know is going to die if you don't get your ass up, right? So of, of course it may feel like we're not motivated. It's a deception though, because in the modern world, there is no fear of hunger. It, like you're not gonna be hungry if you live in a Western country. You're just not gonna be self-actualized. You're not gonna have uh, accomplishments and so on. Uh, maybe you won't be long that much, but I think you can be long even if you're poor, broke and don't do anything, right? So, so everything above belonging, I think, and safety, I think, uh, is kind of trivial. Well, not trivial. It's everything below that is trivial. Everything above that is um, not really necessary, right? 
So either, so what's the solution to this? You can see the problem, I'm sure, from what I've told you. The problem is we're forcing ourselves to do all this and it's stressful and we're using all this anxiety and all this stuff to increase performance and it's damaging our bodies. And the most clear way to see that is by measuring stress and just by being stressful. You know, you know that it's stressful when a client uh, doesn't pay your invoice or whatever. But that's, you get like this weird anxiety. But what, what, what is this anxiety really about? Is it really that bad that some guy's paying you later or I don't know what, like, like some client doesn't want to work anymore? Is, is that really a source of anxiety? Because you can get new clients, but, but your body doesn't know that, right? So the solution is either we uh, go to live a more natural life, which is what a lot of people are doing these days. They're going out and living this natural life or something like that. Or... And by the way, it doesn't work. Like you can't, like you can't be successful like that. Because if you do that, you're literally sacrificing uh, productivity. So you're not going to be as successful. You're the thing that we're here for, which is uh, self-actualization, your know, business, and so on. It, it's it's not like the, the smarter you are, the more likely you want it. By the way, but the thing that we're after is that. And to live a more natural life, you have to be less of that, right? Because then you don't have to deal with as much stress. Because what our bodies want is have two kids and live a safe life and so on. So we can just give it to our bodies. And that's called giving up. In my opinion, that's just giving up. So there is a solution. So either you go the natural way or you, you can use your brain to solve this problem. So either use your feelings to solve the problem or use your brain to solve the problem, which also works if you can make it work. That's the problem with using your brain. You have to make it work. No one's going to make it work for you. Uh, people can give you the building blocks, but no one knows exactly what your life is like, what you're feeling. So you can use what is on this, on this webinar. You can use the building blocks and change stuff in your life and track. So that's the first point, really. Track everything and act on the data. Same as in business. Here's where the Garmin stress tracker comes in. It tracks your sleep. It's not perfect by any means, okay? But it tracks your sleep. It tracks your stress I should be selling it, but I'm not. I'm not getting commission on this, but I should be. Uh, it tracks your stress. It tracks your heart rate and other vital data. So if you, if you track that, that, that's super valuable. If you use stuff like MyFitnessPal, you can track your activity. You can track your uh, food intake and so on. If you track it, there's a chance it's going to improve. If you don't track it, it's highly unlikely. Okay if you want to perform at a high level. If you look at athletes, what we're doing as entrepreneurs is a little bit similar to athletes. That's why entrepreneurs love reading books by athletes. I'm currently reading, um, what's his name? Mike Tyson's book, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, great book. He's also an entrepreneur and became a politician in his later life as well, right? Great books because what we're doing and what athletes are doing is similar. But here's what athletes do. They also track, they track, uh, I don't know if they track their stress, but they track all kinds of other vital signs because it's, it's, it's crucial to their kind of industry, right? They're also kind of entrepreneurs, you could say. So if they're performing at a high level and they're tracking, I can guarantee you that it helps us as well as, as just entrepreneurs, normal entrepreneurs. So that's the first thing. So let's look at something a little bit more weird, okay? So uh, let's, let's do a little thought experiment here. Yes, one, track. Uh, let's do a thought experiment. 
So let's say that um, Freud or whoever that was, with his inner child stuff, let's say that guy was right, okay? So let's say we, we have an inner child and the inner child wants stuff. So what are some things that people want as children? Like what, what did you enjoy as children? Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. This is where it gets weird. Um, who wants to answer this? So yeah. what I wanted as a child was to play video games. I absolutely love to play video games or to play football, to have fun or go sleep at a friend's place. Like basically anything to amuse myself. Okay, so anything to amuse yourself, uh, like movement. Have you ever met a kid uh, who's not addicted to video games, who doesn't move a lot? Have you ever met such a kid? They just have too much energy. The body just screams, move now, move now, move now. And this isn't all animals, by the way, right? So it's a much older part of the brain. And a, a kid doesn't have all this programming to sit there all day and do homework, right? It's just not going to work. So, so may, maybe this idea of this inner child that wants and demands stuff is actually quite accurate. What else is inner, does the kid want? Just have fun, right? Do you think a kid that's just, just having fun is stressed? I think if you put a stress tracker on a little kid and having fun, there is no stress. It's probably like zero or something like that. So what if... Um, Here's another thought experiment. What if we are still that little kid? Like the stupid, stupid kid is exactly what, we're, what we still are, all of us, okay? So we were, and everything else completely fake. What if, what if that was true? What if you're just that stupid little kid and have some fun? Maybe you want some other stuff than a kid wants. Maybe you want to have sex as well, right? Kids don't want that, but they want to fuck around, right? They want to just play around and do nothing. So what if you're still that stupid kid and everything else has been taught to you by adults, so you behave more like an adult. And what if every single thing that's been taught to you by so-called adults is causing stress? <laughs> Have you considered that? Now, it's, it's a weird thought experiment, but it's actually quite valuable. What else, what else is there? Like, what, how deep does this rabbit, go, go, rabbit hole go? It, it goes quite deep, in my opinion, right? So... Um, if a kid is hungry, like a baby, it just screams, right? It's screaming, feed me, feed me, feed me, right? Just screaming like crazy. But you, you will not prevent that kid from eating. <laughs> like, trust me, if you have like, uh, if you've ever been around two-year-olds, if they want something, they just demand it. And it's like, you better do it. Otherwise, you're, you're going to have a very bad time, basically. So what if the solution, apart from tracking, is also listening to that stupid little kid. Because we've been taught from school and parents and just common sense, you need to ignore the stupid kid. Because otherwise you're gonna commit crimes, otherwise you're gonna waste time and so on. But what if uh, it's actually useful to have this other personality that, that I, I think, uh, this is not from any books, by the way, this is the following part is kind of my theory. Uh, what if listening to that stupid kid should be part of your personality some of the time. And being the very responsible adult should be part of your personality all the rest of the time. So when you're doing the business stuff, you listen to the adult, right? The adult programming, which is on top of being the little kid. And the rest of the time, um, you can be much more 
you can be much more in tune with that little stupid kid that's inside, right? So if you think this is woo-woo, I also think this is woo-woo, by the way. I, I also think this is woo-woo, but it's a very useful thought experiment. And this is something that you can implement every day. So what did you do when you were a kid? So we have play video games. What else? Like make a list for yourself. There must be a list, right? There must have been a list of stuff you liked doing when you were a stupid little kid. And if you add some of those things or a variation of them for adults uh, to your daily life, that is highly likely to decrease your stress level, okay? I don't think this is an arguable, um, well, it's, it's a very easy to, 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 to test. And with a stress meter, you'll very quickly know if it works or not, okay? For example, let's say that you know that you should be working out more, right? You know that you should be working out more. I think this applies to most people here. They will probably agree with that. So if you know you should be working out more, as an adult, the way you would work out is you go to the gym, you track all your exercises, and you do all that kind of shit, right? This is good. This, this is great. Like, you will get results super fast like that. But what if some of the days you go do – not, not gym and tracking everything, but uh, playing in, like, like, one of those beach playgrounds with, with, like, this climbing stuff there. I don't know, like the climbing ropes or, like, going hiking or something like that. Like, when's the last time anyone here has been hiking? Here's the problem with going hiking. You're going to have withdrawal symptoms, at least for me, I have withdrawal symptoms from internet and phone and, 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 and just stuff like that. That's what happens when I go hiking. But then it goes away, right? But that's what I enjoyed as a little stupid kid, like making a fire in the forest. Not like a wildfire, but uh, just like a campfire and staying in the forest. Do you think that would reduce your stress? Because that's what the little stupid kid wants, in my case at least. What about, um, I, I'm more than open to other ideas, by the way. Let me read chat here. I haven't read that at all. Best thing ever, go to hike more often. Do you guys have more ideas? Because I'm just naming stuff that I, that's from my life, right? Like, do you have examples to give people? Uh, do you think stupid kid wants to hang out on social media? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I, I'd say rather not. I, I, I don't think that's going to be very productive. Uh, basketball, yoga. You you want to do yoga as a stupid kid? That's interesting. Sports, swimming, surfing, cycle, MMA, Thai boxing, uh, martial arts, hmm. like fighting, uh, create hiking, beat up other someone something, beat up other people, spelunking. Okay, so I mean, definitely worth testing. Okay, so all all the things that I've just mentioned it's just stuff that people want as a stupid kid like go look at some marketing for stupid kids and see what kids do and then do like that or an adult version of that and use your garment stress tracker just do it once a week and see if it decreases your stress i i can almost guarantee it will like th this call is not a, about telling you exactly what to do but if you try one of those things that kind of fits with what you're, you want as a stupid little kid, I can almost, almost, almost guarantee it's going to decrease your stress. Helicopter dick. Sure. Do the helicopter dick. Water gun wars. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good one. I like that. Um, movies. Sure, sure, sure. Like, the more active, the better, by the way. Like, uh, uh, laser tag. Sure. Like, the more stupid, the better. Okay. So 
let's move on. Okay, so that, that's that part. So here's how to implement that, okay? So, so we're kind of halfway here, so I'm gonna tell you how to implement this so far. So whatever I just said, you get, uh, this is same as sales calls and, and ads and whatever. So whatever I just said, you just get the stress tracker, you open up the app, Garmin app, and for example, let's say you add in a new habit on a weekly basis, which is, uh, I don't know, like water gun fights or whatever, and you just add that in, and on days or around the days where you're doing that, see if your stress goes down, okay? Just see if it goes down. That's all you're doing. That's the only change you're making is just doing that one thing and see if your stress goes down. If it doesn't, try something else. There's literally a million things to try because I didn't, not just from the little kid story, also from everything else that we talked about, right? So here's kind of the next point that, that's super, super crucial. What I've noticed based on data is that what you actually want to do is you want to decrease your base level stress, okay? So uh, what I've noticed is when my stress goes down, it's not low all day. It actually has spikes throughout the day. But what has improved is recovery from stress, okay? So what you're actually looking to do is not just decrease your stress, it's you're looking to decrease your base level stress, which doesn't mean you never ever should have any stress. That's not gonna happen. When you go to the gym, your stress meter will show high. Like anyone, any professional athletes, like Mario Tomic, you know, he's basically a professional athlete. He uh, also has a stress tracker. I looked at it, it's high when he goes to the gym. That's, that's good, that's a good stress, right? And then it goes down immediately, right? So what you're actually looking to do is decrease the recovery and the base level. For me, what I was when I was looking at my stress when it was 50 on average on a monthly basis, the problem, the main problem was it wasn't going down far enough. So even while asleep, it was 45 or something. It was ridiculous, right? It doesn't, it didn't even go down while asleep. So guess what happens if you don't get relaxing sleep? Well, you could see, you know, I was getting angry and stuff like that. Here's another thing. Sleep with a naked girl in your bed and hug. <laughs> like seriously, sounds weird. Fixes all kinds of sleep issues. Try it out. Works. Another thing, this is from psychology, okay? So this is going to be a weird psychological thing. So a lot of people, they have a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety because of what's called uh, stressful loops. I don't know if this is the official term. But it's like thought loops that people have in their heads from things that happened in the past, for, for, for example. That could be one cause, things that happened in the past, like trauma. So they just relive things that people told them or some bullshit like that. This actually, uh, as I've been told once uh, or read in a book, I don't remember where I got this from, but it, it, it basically, it's one of the leading causes of mental illness. Just repeating the same thoughts over and over in your head and just beating yourself up over it. These stressful loops or whatever you, you want to call them, um, if you can identify what they are, like basically everyone has similar thoughts most of the days. So we're kind of repeating the same thing over and over if you, if you think about it really deeply, right? Uh, it's just about how positive or negative or stressful or unstressful those things are. That's what it's actually about, right? So. An exercise you can do is 
be mindful of the things that you're repeating on a daily basis, like the thoughts, the actions, and so on. For example, if you tend to beat yourself up very often after a sales call or you didn't implement or whatever, write that down. I have this um, thought loop on a daily basis, right? Make a list of these things. If you make a list of them, if you're aware of them, that's something you can work on. Maybe you want to get like a psychologist or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, or you, you can just, just being aware of them and just realizing that they're kind of stupid. That also helps. Uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure you need to go to a psychologist for that. If you just are aware of them, just like you're aware of your stress, it's likely that the problem goes away. Right. So I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to go much deeper into the thought loops and all this kind of stuff, but uh, you can research that. It's, it's quite, you know, quite a common um, thing psychologists and whatever talk about. So uh, for, for me, a lot of this stuff was stuff like unresolved contract issues, uh, instability in business, and like n not enough lead sources, you know, you know like business-related stuff. Uh, those were a lot, those, those were causing a lot of repetitive kind of stress loops in my head. Uh, then for sports, next topic, sports. I mean, I'm, uh, this is not a sports mastermind and I'm not super qualified to talk about sports and weightlifting, but you can go follow Mario Atomic for that. He's the expert, but basically you want to do at least for me, it's a minimum of three times a week that I need to do sports, uh, to maintain a high, a, a good base level of stress. I've tested this, right? So I did three times a week for a while, and I did two times a week. Then it goes, the base level went up a little bit. Then I would, did zero, and then the base level goes up by like 10% after 15 days approximately, right? So for me, I know that the minimum that I should do is twice a week and preferred three times a week sports. It's just based on data. Like I'm, I'm not some kind of genius. I, I, didn't, I don't have a doctor tracking this. I just have a fucking stress meter. And I just saw, I just made one single change in my life and just saw what the reaction was. For me, the reaction is if I do two or three times a week of gym, that decreases my stress. So I do two to three times a week gym, right? So here's a tool. So I'm going to share a tool with you. It's called the stress balance sheet. So to explain how this tool works, so along with your stress meter, you can have a stress balance sheet tool. Uh, if stress is a big issue for you, like it was for me, like like 50 stress or whatever, you can open up a Google spreadsheet or whatever you want to use. I prefer Google spreadsheets because it doesn't get deleted. And I want you to make a positive and a negative field. I want you to make a line down the middle and I want you to put everything that is positively contributing to you having less stress on the left and everything that is negatively contributing you having more stress to the right. And as you're testing stuff and as you're uh, and as you're uh, discovering things that are positive or negative for you, add them to this document. This is a very, very valuable document. This basically can prolong your life because stress is, is likely a cause of death. So it can prolong your life. It can just make everything better, make your business better, make you more productive. It can fix all kinds of shit. So it is worth doing this. So that's the stress balance sheet tool. And the reason it works, it, um, here's some theory on that. So there is, I mean, it's very simple theory, really. I already told you. But it's basically, uh, there are things that contribute to your base level, and there are things that take away from your base level. 
So things that increase your base level stress, things that decrease it, right? For example, going to the spa and lying on a table and getting massaged by four naked whatever uh, you're into, uh, girls, let's say, that's probably going to decrease your stress unless you have uh, anxiety that they're going to, you know, uh, judge you or something like that. Then that's going to increase your stress, right? So, so you, can, you can make a list of this based on your real life and what you're actually doing with your life. Very strange example, but, you know, whatever. That's the way I, I explain stuff. So for me, just so you have an example of, uh, of my list here, uh, so giving myself too many responsibilities, too many jobs in my business, very bad, like very negative influence on stress. The, the more I remove stuff and the more I hire highly intelligent, creative A players to take care of those parts of my business, the more my stress goes down. And the less they quit, the more happy they are, the more my stress goes down. So you're building your base level based on the sheet and based on tracking. And I cannot make an easier tool than this, by the way. Like you cannot make an easier tool than drawing a line in the middle of a sheet and just writing stuff on the left and the right. Like, I don't know what else to do to make it easier. So that's as easy as it gets. Please implement that. So another tool, uh, write down all the things that you um, desperately want or know that you need. Write down all those things desperately, like desperately want or know that you need. So these are most likely, no matter what you're telling yourself, these are most likely your actual goals that you're actually working on. No matter what you're telling yourself, the things that you desperately want and um, know that you need, th those are your real goals that you're actually working on on a daily basis. So I'm saying that because a lot of people are saying one thing and they're actually, you know, really care about something completely different, which is hilarious, but okay, whatever. Uh, we're actually sad. It's not hilarious. So you can also, uh, here's another, so this is a different point, separate point, another tool or a trick. This is not a tool anymore. This is a trick. So once per week, go somewhere very stupid, like, like stupid kids, stupid, or just adults, stupid, and look at some rocks or buildings and read the clock on the building that says this building was built in 1755 or something like that and how and then have someone explain to you like a tour guide or something how some guy spent uh 50 years building this building and once just do this it sounds ridiculous okay but just do this once a week just go on a little trip even in the same city where you're at right now or downtown or like different city nearby and Look at stupid stuff like that. Look at stupid art uh, and just say, hmm, that was a great guy. Thanks, guy. Thanks for spending 50 years building this building. And then carry on with your life. Just go home and say, wow, that was a cool guy. And then you just carry on with your life. It sounds stupid. It sounds weird. But just doing that, just doing these weird little trips and taking your mind uh, away from the super important thing, which is building your business. Uh, is actually very powerful stress measure, uh, management tool for me at least. Maybe it won't work for you. Maybe looking at stupid buildings and appreciating what some guy did 300 years ago is completely useless to you. But I, I imagine not. I mean, most people here are quite intelligent. It can probably work on you. Uh, this is a sales pitch to troll. No. So anyway, that's it. That that's pretty much it. Any questions?
Okay, yeah, so uh, first of all, thanks for the call. Super awesome. I wrote down two questions. Um, the first one is uh, in your um, in your graph, uh, you had you had it around 50 constantly, and then it dropped down to 25. And I was wondering what was the main factor uh, contributing to this drop? Was that the hiking or something else? Uh, what the main factor for me was yeah. uh, reducing stress while sleeping. So, so I had this issue where while I was asleep, the stress meter was still showing 50. So, which is very strange. How the fuck is that possible? How can you possibly have stress while sleeping? So that was, if you want one main factor, that's probably the main factor. Okay. And how did you fix it? <laughs> um, through various means. Uh, second question would be, if there are certain business actions you do that give you stress, so for example, let's say doing a sales call, do you have any tips on how to uh, reduce the stress? Um, do more sales calls. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of, I, I, I'm never going to tell you not to do sales calls and sales calls is one of the highest value producing activities in your business, especially for you. Cause you're doing ultra high tickets for some people here. They can outsource sales relatively easily for you. It's not going to be anytime soon. Like you would need to do seven figures, I think for, for you to outsource sales and then you're going to have to pay very large commissions. So it's kind of painful to outsource sales okay. and it's so technical and custom for you your clients and the work that you're doing that you're going to have to do sales probably forever in this business. Yeah. But you can create a business where you don't need to do sales. Yeah. Where people, um, where you can reframe the whole thing. So you're, uh, such a world-class expert and you have a solution that's so unique that literally no one can get anywhere else that people absolutely have to come to you. So that automatically makes sales, easier. It doesn't mean you're going to have a higher close rate. This is not like a close rate improvement process. This is a re stress reduction process. So uh, some people do it like Matt Jizurowski, Matt Laker is quite well known for this. He, uh, he, I don't agree with everything of course, but he reduces issues on sales calls by setting the frame in a way where uh, there's fewer objections and less stress on the call. And he does it so that, how do I explain this? He does this so that the sales call is easier by setting the frame right. So it's, 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 you can barely even call it a sales call at this point. It's more like just being a friendly consultant and always having the frame that you're choosing no matter what happens on the call. That's kind of how he handles it. You can ask him for more details on his weekly webinar if you want. Okay. So, so I, 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 I tend to, I mean, for your type of business, it, it, it can definitely work, but if you sell Facebook ads, stuff like that, probably you don't want to do that because uh, it will decrease your close rate and hamper your growth in sales skills, in my opinion. So um, that, that's one way, but for you, for you, you can do that actually. For you, you can just be a friendly guy on a call and use Matt, Matt's method 
and have people just qualify themselves like crazy on the call. And it's not, it's not even really like a sales call where you're to perform anymore. It's more of like uh, you doing what you're passionate about yeah. and taking your clients on a journey to just help them discover stuff. So, so actually the, this, the, whatever the solution is going to be for you is probably going to be something with the way you're thinking about phone calls, the mm. sales calls. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you wouldn't, you won't even have to change your sales process that much. Maybe add one extra step in that you can ask uh, Matt to add in. I just talked to Matt about this. Just tell him exactly what you asked me. And other than that, you, you just kind of have to reframe the call as uh, I'm doing it for other reasons than what you think you're doing it for right now. Because yeah, now yeah. probably you're showing up on the call and there's all these scary business people and they have to make this decision and then you have to perform on the call and have the answer to everything. And then uh, most likely, this is my guess, you're most stressed about them asking you how long it's going to take, right? Uh, well, actually, the question was more in a g general sense, not so much focused on me. Um, oh. But still good, solid information. And I can just say that I'm already sort of doing the math thing. So, And I agree that it works because I started this the whole business stuff doing the have to perform stuff um, and just letting yeah. go and being more like a friend is uh, has really reduced the stress. So that's that's good stuff. Okay, and and also as I said earlier, just having that very unique, super high end thing where you're the only guy in the world they can come to, mm -hmm. and it's just like you're this magical, like you're just this magician sitting in a cave, and everyone has to come visit you and and, and like ask you for your advice because you're this sage. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, yeah. Because yeah. uh, in your industry, I think you know what I mean, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, let somebody else go. Maybe I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I have a question. Okay, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, so you, you, following your theory, you mentioned that the, the, the way you get yourself to do hard business tasks is by caring yourself and giving yourself the feeling that you're like, I don't know, there's something bad out, you lose the client or whatever. Um, but you're not trying to get rid of that because you need that for motivation. So, sorry, I don't understand. So you're saying, you're saying that you're saying I'm recommending to feel um, as a way to motivate yourself or what do you mean? Uh, in the beginning you mentioned as a typical business owner or freelancer, you, you scare yourself, um, to be motivated and, and to, 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 to put out a lot of stuff. I think and everyone that, does that to some degree because it's yes. hard, it's high performance. You cannot be low performance and in business successfully. So everyone does it to some degree. That was my first, one of my first claims, yes. So you, so you consider this useful or do you have a different tactic of motivating yourself? I'm just saying that's a fact. I think yeah. that... Okay, let's say it's I, a fact. I, I, is it a goal to reduce it? I'm, or I'm saying, I'm saying it's a fact and part of life. If you want to live a high-performance life, the alternative to this, if you don't want that, like you want no stress, right? You want like just live a natural life. Then you can get a backpack, go to... Nepal and, and, and be a loser, you know, save up 200K and just live as a loser in Nepal for the rest of your life. And you're going to have low stress, but who cares? You're going to be nothing, right? So that, that, those are the two options that I'm laying out. So I'm saying okay. actually no one wants option two. 
So we're going to have to use science and our brains to solve the problem and not try to figure out like a mystical, magical solution. Okay, so, so, so I choose to, acti to, to actively scare myself sometimes to, to do the hard work and then try to balance it off by being a stupid kid. Yes, yeah, balance okay. it off by being a stupid kid uh, or doing what the stupid kid wants, not by being one rather, <laughs> and then um, use the other tips, right? So that was just one of the tips, but it's like three, four tips, uh, just, just use those to balance it out and then you can you can do this stressful business thing i'm not, I'm not saying okay. you scare yourself so you do business i'm saying you're doing it already that's just it's just part of doing business or anything high performance uh i i could be mistaken in that as well there could be better ways of looking at this but uh this is what i'm working with right now mm -hmm. okay All right, thank you. Okay, Alex, I uh, got it again. Oh, okay. So, um, okay, first of all, an observation, right? Everything you're saying so far sounds a lot to me, uh, which you also mentioned is uh, the inner child work, right? So uh, spending time to reconnect with uh, the inner child, whatever that might be, to reduce the yeah. stress, which is uh, awesome. Um, and my follow-up question is, is it because this is, I guess you can say it's a lot of woo-woo stuff. Personally, I am pretty open to all the woo-woo stuff. So, you know, keep that in mind. And my question out of that point is, besides, for example, scheduling a hike or uh, going for a swim, whatever, do you personally also do deep inner game work to adjust, for example, um, to not sure how to not so sure how to say it correctly, but to for example change the way you see the world through so that that reduces your stress. Does that make sense? Um, I'm not really sure how to I, word it correctly. I, 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 I look I look at I look at business and I look at data and if there's uh, quite a large amount of proof that I'm doing something wrong in terms of, uh, let's say communication or how I treat people or how I look at business in general, then I try to be aware of that and then adjust. Now the, the problem is you can't measure everything, but this is definitely worth measuring. You know, like, like are people that clients that you're leaving or just current clients, are they going to talk well about you? or Are they going to talk shit about you? For example, my business, it's always grown only because people are actually happy. Most people are actually happy and, and talk well, right, about, yeah. about the business. And they refer their friends and family, like this people who refer like three, four family members and stuff like that. Like that's why my, my business does well. And, and, and it, I, I think it, it, it definitely helps that uh, be, being aware of, of that and how that works and like improving it. That that's a process that's for me it's worth spending my time. You can also not spend any time on that and just be uh, borderline dysfunctional yeah. <laughs> in that regard. But then you, your business has to rely on something else, and and I don't know. I don't even know if your business can grow that much if you don't do that. To be honest, mm -hmm. because uh, maybe I'm wrong though. But I think somewhere in the past you mentioned that you did uh, like the meditation and all this. Uh, 
in a game work like years ago. Is that correct? Like what, what happened or, you what know. What happened was people who make more money than me told me, look at data. I looked at data, made more money. But there was no results, like positive results out of that stuff. Well, I mean, I guess it made me more, but back then the value that I remember getting, oh, this is many years ago, okay? Like, fuck, right. uh, this must've been like six years ago. But the value that I remember getting was that I became better at getting coached mm. and figuring out what to get coached on and uh, how to learn faster. And like the most useful tool is, is just like be, being aware of stuff and then like tracking it in your head, but but then it's better if you track it in a in a sheet. To be honest, well, so that's I, that's one of the the crazy things about this stress tracking, right? Is because a lot of these woo woo stuff you you, you yeah. can't really track it, but now you can. At least the stress the part. Problem, the problem with woo woo stuff is people just. I, I know people who've spent ten years sitting in a house just like trying to figure out all this woo woo mindset. Mm. But if, if you, but with this, you can just track it, as you said, and you just know what works and what doesn't work because you're tracking it. Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just more powerful and less time consuming. And I don't think it's the goal in life is to reduce stress. It's not the goal in life at all. Just like reducing stress is a tool to use to achieve better results. And burning out means you go on, uh, you, you start believing in all this woo-woo stuff and wasting time on that. That's for me, that, that's a form of burning out, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognizable. It, it's, it's, it, yeah, because do you know how I know? It's, it's not just my opinion. It's just that I can see people who get into that and they get a little bit too deep into that. They give up business and they go back to having a job. That's, that's yeah. what I've noticed after yeah. four years of looking at people who do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. So, so it's not my opinion. It's just what happens hmm. currently. And the moment I see something else, I'll tell you that as well. So I, I don't want it to be like that. I'm not against meditation uh, as long as people get better results, but they are not, you know, hmm. they're, they're not yeah. like, like going, going on 10 day meditation treats is not what gets results. It's just, it just doesn't yeah. work like that. As far yeah. As it's just like they, they, they do it without, the overall plan, right? They just go in blind and then they lose themselves. And Oh, let's see where this thing in my life leads me. Like, okay, that's great. Yeah. But <laughs> where things naturally lead is not good results, okay? Good results yeah. is not for anything, like natural. But that's a good point, right? Because uh, maybe you know, but uh, I, I discussed this with uh, Artyom, you know, the accountability uh, coach. But yeah. for me, starting the business stuff, super awesome in the start, right? I was very powerful and going strong, 15 hours a day, blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, half year later, burnt out and all this stuff. Um, and for me personally, where I'm at at the moment is trying to find the sweet spot where, for example, you have the inner child stuff we're talking about in this call but also having the action taking and the results, right? And how you can combine those two to get to some place without burning out. Oh, okay. We didn't, we didn't talk about this on the call. Can I just give a solution to this or? Yeah. Or did you want to say anything more? No, no, go ahead. The solution to this is I kind of briefly glanced over it on the call and I said, separate those two kind of things that you do. It's, it's almost separate those two personalities almost you could say mm. uh i don't i don't know if that's 
accurate saying it like that, to be honest. But it's more like half time for A and half time for B. Yeah, that's, I get it. That's what it comes down to. But um, yeah, that, that, that's, you could argue, but that's the hard part. Isn't that what everyone's dealing with anyway? Well, yeah. sure. But the solution is uh, go, go do stuff where you're, you don't have access to the work for maybe two days a week or several hours a day or something like that. Just you, you, if, if you want to make stuff easy, just make it inevitable. But if you, if you uh, go somewhere in a forest with no internet, you can't do work, right? Yeah. You, you can't do work. So, so you're, that's, that's, so you're the saying... that's the foolproof solution. There may be other solutions that are not foolproof, mm. that are harder to implement, but they are equally effective. Maybe yeah. they're more efficient as well than, than cutting it off for, for yeah. several hours or something. Yes, what are you saying? No, that it's uh, it's already clear. So never mind. Yeah, and this it's a matter of optimization. There's no perfect solution for every single person. It's a matter of optimizing it based on data. Yeah, I, I was I'm just you know brain farting here, maybe just as much as you in this this call. But um, <laughs> what do you like, mean? I thought about this for three. Well, weeks. I mean like rambling on, right? <laughs> so. Uh, but like, I think, I'm not sure, but I think for a lot of people, when they get into self-development and business and all this, this stuff, self-help, um, I think a lot of people, at least for me, they go into it from a place of pain or suffering, right? So, oh. um, that? <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean that to start to have that or something? That's how, it, that's how they started. So for example, people oh, okay. go into business because they're broke. Right, so they come from a pain place, and then they want to make That's money. Horrible! Like, trust me. Here's the thing that no one wants to do: is teach people who are broke. That's the worst person to teach. The worst. They, because you know, you know, there's a book called Scarcity. You should mm -hmm. read it. Okay. And in the book, they basically say your brain doesn't even work when you're in scarcity. It doesn't even work. You're not even using, um, like, thirty percent of what a normal human is using when you're in scarcity. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's pretty bad. Hmm. You can't make decisions. You can't focus on long-term. You can't do anything if you're in scarcity. And some people, they think that being in scarcity is exciting. Insane to think that. So, so think, thinking that being on the edge and like just, just in scarcity and just not having stuff is somehow exciting is retarded because you can choose where that excitement comes from. Right? You can choose, I'm going to have excitement because I'm broke, or I'm going to have excitement because I'm rich and there's a world of opportunity for me. Like, why would you choose being broke? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Even though I can say for, from my own experience that most of my, like, hardcore motivation, you know, like 15 hours a day, all this stuff, was coming from a scarcity pain place. Scarcity, pain place. We're okay. Well, that that's great. Were you broken and uh, like on your last one thousand euros? No, nah, I think I guess that's the difference. I wasn't really super broke or anything. So that's not scarcity, then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's just that's just uh, that's that's something else. That's not scarce. Scar yeah. I, mean, I mean, when I say scarcity, I literally mean uh, actual scarcity, not like I think I'm have scarcity. No, it's 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 that, that's, yeah, yeah. Just, that's just that's silly. Uh, yeah. No offense. It's, it's actual, like what I'm saying, scarcity, I mean, actual scarcity, you're actually broke, you actually have serious issues, you know, not, not like you think you have serious issues. That's just something else. That's just, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 
but yeah, anyway, so uh, maybe somebody else has a question, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, uh, oh, okay. Um, can I, I, long, I, have a short, I have a short question. Have you compared different <laughs> trackers? Because I'm using my, my tracker since a week now, and often um, when I look at the watch to see my current stress level, my, my feeling doesn't match at all what the stress uh, meter says. Uh, just use Garmin and... I, I bought I the can... Garmin Vivio, Vivio Sport. Yeah, uh, it, it just has a stress meter, right? And you have it connected to the app, yeah? Exactly, yeah. It's good. It works. It, it, yeah, you don't... Uh, relying on a feeling, that's, the, that's why I'm saying get the stress meter, because you can't rely on this weird feeling. Uh, it's, it's like what this thing actually does, it teaches you, oh, this, now, now you're going to get it. Now is the good part. So now you guys are going to be happy that you stayed this long. So what this actually does is it teaches you what stress is, because you don't know what stress is. People just don't know. As I remember in the beginning of the call, I said people lose, um, they lose, oh yeah, they forget if they become numb to what their body is telling them. Well, people don't know what stress is. So, so, so my average stress level was 25, so I'm not that stressed. Um, okay. Well, then you and, don't and, need a lot of help, to be honest. You can get it lower than 25, uh, but you don't need a lot of help if it's 25. Comparing, uh, like sitting at a desk, thinking about something, looking at my watch, and then seeing how I feel often doesn't match what the watch is saying I'm stressed or not stressed. Well, then you don't know what stress is. Maybe. Because stress is a physical response, you know? The watch is not lying, it's a physical response. I, I, I looked at the watch in multiple people and it works, you know, it's, it's a variable heart rate measuring whatever it's called. Uh, I, I don't know how it could not work. It's just measuring the difference between heartbeats and stuff like that or whatever it is. Well, well the, the, the watch can't really differentiate between um, excitement and stress because it's both just elevated um, heart frequencies, right? That could very well be, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm playing around a bit more with it and I'll um, still so thank for the call. If, if I didn't have stress last year, then I was excited all day. Even while sleeping, I was excited. <laughs> Maybe you were. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> like, is that how it is? No, it, 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 it's pretty accurate, man. Like, just, just look I mean, at it. Can I cut it here? For 10 months, I can pretty much guarantee that it works. Yeah, who is this? Josh. Yeah, so... It, it's tracking stress via HRV. It's completely different from excitement, man. Like HRV becomes, which is heart rate variability, which is the time between heartbeats, becomes very regular uh, as a response, like a fight or flight response, which is different from excitement. When I'm talking about heart rate, we're talking about heart rate variability. That's all. HRV, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, any, anything else? Any other questions? Yes, uh, yes, I'd, I'd love to ask a question. So, uh, okay, I'll let you first, John. Okay, cool. Sweet, thanks, man. Uh, so, with the stress stuff, uh, let's say I just ordered it, so I don't have it yet, but let's say my stress is around like 25, 30, or something like this. Um, if it stays around there, 
do I just like not take a vacation um, or is this something where I have to use uh, a little bit of common sense as well? Or is this just where I can look at the, um, at the statistics that says, okay, your stress is 30, uh, you can just keep working, you don't need a vacation? Is there uh, ever a reason to not use common sense? Ever? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know it can be emotional though, right? So it's like I don't know about any of these vacations things. I, I, have, I don't remember taking more than a couple of days off in the last four years. Mm -hmm. I don't remember such a time. I, I wouldn't even know what am I going to do during those days because I can, I can just go walk somewhere and look at some buildings. But after a day and a half of that, I get super bored and it's just boring. God, it's so boring. And it, yeah, the stress is low. Let's go back to work. That's, that's how I work. And also, and also, I'm like, okay, well, like I'm, I'm one day older now, so, so I, I, I don't know about this, uh, you know, holiday stuff, but to answer your actual question, if you see that it's slow, does this mean you don't have to take time off ever? Uh, I, I don't like the word holiday in case you have notes. If, if you, if you, should you take time off? I would, I mean, th there's room for improvement. It's 2530. Why not get it to 1720? Because I can guarantee you, okay, I have data from, from 50 to 25. Uh, my brain just works better. And too many months in a row of 50 makes me less creative. And like, the, I, 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 I stop dreaming. Like, I don't have dreams anymore, which is super weird. Like imagine you just don't have dreams. You don't remember having like when's the last time you remember having dreams? Probably last night, right? But imagine you no, don't remember like a month or something. Ever. Yeah, like you're imagine you don't remember having a dream. That that that's bad. Like something's wrong, you know? Like so, something just messed up somewhere. Um, but with lower stress, I'm constantly getting ideas. Constantly. Like getting ideas is the easy, easy, easy thing, easiest thing ever if you have low stress in my experience. So for me, it's it's quite significant change. Who knows, like if you get it from 30 to 20, if, if there's also some change, I don't know. I can't tell you that. Currently I'm at 25, so average. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, man, thank you. So I, I would just try optimize. Like what would happen if you have average five and you're like a millionaire? Maybe you're just awesome then. I don't know, I can't tell you that. I haven't tested it. Yeah, it's like a and if you And if you wanna nerd out, go meet some really successful, awesome people who you want to be like and put the stress tracker on them or ask them if they use a stress tracker or just Google them and message them, email them and tell them you're doing research or something like that. It'll tell you, maybe it'll tell you. But I would be interested in seeing, yeah, probably a mix of that. I'd be, actually, we can make a post in some of these groups. I'm some very high-end kind of groups on Facebook uh, that I paid like 3,000 hours to join and stuff like that, like all these millionaires. So I can just kind of post it in there and ask, is anyone tracking this? Because I'm curious. Are they, because when I go to events for successful entrepreneurs, not like I want to build a business events, but I am running a business and I want to get to $10 million. Those events, people are super chilled out. They're not like running around with deadlines. Okay. That's just silly. That's a silly, silly lifestyle for two, because you have to do it for a while, but you can't do it forever. I, I, I could tell you that when I'm hanging out with these people, whenever I hang out with someone successful, they're always more chilled than, than other people. They're always more relaxed. And um, the guys were still kind of fighting to get on top. They always talk about a reduction of stress, always. It's a common theme. 
So whenever I, I met Phil from DBH, who's now doing five, six, whatever million, he went from agency to e-commerce. He had very high stress, like lost even hair and stuff like that. And, and he's 38 now. Let's just say that he's working on stress, right? So, so uh, w when I meet people like that, it's, it's, it's apparent that having a, a, like you uh, spending time and energy on reducing stress is worth our in, uh, worth our time, basically. And mm -hmm. and yeah, also as you get older, yeah. yeah, and also as you get older, your stress response is gonna be worse. You're gonna have like weird stress response compared to now. Now, now you can do almost anything really, and you're not gonna die. You're not gonna have like heart attacks or anything like that. But you, you know, like when I look at people like uh, Donald Trump. Uh, it's like, how the fuck does this guy, like, how is he still alive? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. So he must have, it, 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 is, it must be a skill. That's the only conclusion. It must be a skill. There's no way the fucker is genetically gifted or something like that. Okay, it's very unlikely. Probably just a skill. Th doesn't that seem worth it for, for you to achieve? Yes. Yeah. Man, I should have said that at the beginning of the call. It would have been much better. You want to be like Trump. Not the Trump thing, just every, every rich person knows this and works on this. <laughs> what a sales letter. Okay, any other questions? Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to ask you is in uh, your intro video of DVH, you said that you recommended to work like 50 minutes and take 10 minute pauses. So I've been trying that for a while and the issue that I've had is that uh, whenever I work for 50 minutes and then I take a pause and then I work again, there's like these huge contrasts because I'm having great fun in the pauses and then going back to work seems like something that really like a real pain in the ass. So what I tried out in the last couple of days was to just take no 10 minutes pauses and to just work for two, three hours in a row and then only take half an hour pause. So what I wanted to ask you is what do you do in your 10 minute pauses or are you still using that um, technique? Uh, I used a 10 minute pause technique when I was doing more like 12, 13, 14, 15 hour where I was doing those types of work days. Okay. I don't do that anymore. Now it's more like what you're doing, to be honest. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And what was I doing back then? Uh, playing video games and like, like Mario Kart or something like that. And like, what, I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, the best thing is just to go for a walk. Like, physical activity is the best mm -hmm. thing, to be honest. Yeah, try it. Then, um, I, 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 I tried getting a treadmill for that, but I'm not using it. So, secret revealed. Bitkin doesn't use his treadmill. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you're, you don't have a standing desk? I have it. I just don't use it. It's, a, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. It, it's definitely good. It's just so hard to keep working while walking on that thing i don't know why i really can't tell you why because i've done standing desk for months and months but walking so hard oh okay okay for some and, reason just so hard and did you also have that issue that you had like that uh going back to work seems more like something unenjoyable because you no. had the 10 minutes no, I did. no i didn't have oh okay, okay. i didn't have the issue uh, I mean, most likely, are you sure you're doing only 10 minutes? Are you sure it's not like 20? Oh, no, no, it's really 10 because I'm, uh, I, I'm using my phone calendar. Well, why don't you go for 10 minutes and 
do something less contrasting. So just walk, just walk and think about, uh, or don't think about anything, just walk. Okay, so I'll try that. Think about stuff, you end up thinking about stuff. It's the Emmanuel method, the walk in the park method. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And if you do that every three hours for half an hour or something, fuck, that, that, that's probably useful. Okay, thank you. I'm doing, I'm doing uh, I was doing for a while, I was doing uh, three, four hours work, then like some Mario Kart and food, and then back to three, four hours of work. Okay, I appreciate it, thanks. Okay, uh, anything else from anyone else? Better? So the 50 minutes, 10 minutes break one is the most effective one, basically, in terms of keeping stress low? Oh, that was, um, that wasn't a stress thing. That was productivity hack. And I got mm -hmm. this from Evan Pagan. I did not invent this. The 15 minute, 10 minute thing is supposed to improve your productivity. It's not supposed to reduce stress. It's, oh, it's, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's kind of related, it's, it's, but yeah. It's kind of related, sure, but it's you know mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of not as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I use it. It's like super good. Otherwise, I would be burned out and have a heart attack. Oh well, there you go. It's not supposed to work for everyone. By the way, it's not supposed to work for every person. Uh, and for me, what works kind of changes, and I go in cycles. So I started 2012. I started uh, scheduling everything throughout the whole day per 10 minutes. Like even if I did three things in half an hour, I would all be in the calendar. It was ridiculous. People called me crazy because I was posting about it online, just in like RSD Facebook groups and stuff. They were like, crazy, you should never do that. But my business, oh my, it was insane. It was very, very effective because it's not the best solution to anything, right? It's not the best solution, but it's a foolproof solution. It forces you to get results. You cannot follow that schedule that you know that is going to work and not get results, right? But it's not sustainable, so you kind of burn out of it. You burn out of following the schedule exactly to the minute, all day, every day. And then you start kind of cheating a little bit, and then you start doing uh, just the main task schedule, and then you just, you know, kind of stop doing that for a while, and then it kind of goes in circles, to be honest. It's mm, exactly what I'm doing right now. It's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it definitely works, though. You can see that it works, right? Like yeah it's just like it's progress way, it's, a good, it's a good way to get started for people because we've noticed i put it on the front page because we noticed people are just not doing anything or they weren't now they are they weren't at a certain point in the age people just were joining and then like watching content so then we started adding all these hacks to make it inevitable that they actually implement and then it started working uh marco you have your hand up i think you want to say something yeah 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 i have a question about uh, sleep and um, if you haven't if you ever ever tracked the the quantity of deep sleep uh, yes. inside the, the app and uh, if you have noticed have you, have you noticed any increase in deep sleep um the reason why i'm asking this is because uh the hypothesis is that that's that's the deep sleep that uh, the part where is where we are recovering the most, uh, we're repairing the tissues, repairing even mentally, let's say. Well, I can check this. You know, it's on my phone, so it's on the app, so it's all mm -hmm. being tracked with with the, with the Garmin thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me just take a look. So I'm looking at the week a couple of weeks ago because I'm not wearing it at night all the time, but uh, I'm looking up a week where I was tracking it the whole week. So let me just look up in July somewhere. So what am I looking for? Number of REM cycles or what? Uh, not just the amount of um, the deep sleep. Let me see if it... Okay. Open the, uh, I mean hours. The okay, okay. So average two hours, 53 minutes. That was the week of July 19th to July 25th. And then let's go look at stressful week somewhere. Because it, it, it can be many things, right? Like, but let me take a look. Of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. No, no, it was high. May, I had like three hours as well. It was, it was, it's kind of, it was more regular as well. Like regular spikes of deep sleep in the, on the graph. Hmm. So no, I, I, it's not, the sleep is not better now. Uh, like, okay. I mean, okay. I shouldn't say is not better. It, it's, there's not more or less deep sleep. Hmm. All right. Okay. Because I was thinking also, uh, apart from the super interesting way of reducing stress based on data, uh, the topic of this call, I was also thinking about how can I improve the sleep, the quality of sleep in general. And from there, from that thought, uh, thinking about how can I improve and increase the quantity of deep sleep. With the hypothesis that that's the part where we are regenerating our bodies the most. Okay, that's great. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just an, ad, an extra way to increase the energy levels to have throughout the day and being more productive because you have the energy to be productive and keep focusing. So just, all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, really I, I, I like, I like deep sleep. I like deep sleep. Sure. I have been a good sleeper for a long time. I just had a period where I had stress while sleeping for some reason. And then I solved this. Sorry. I'm, I was curious. Um, you said that Matt has a certain method of uh, reducing stress for him uh, regarding sales calls. And I've Ask also, uh, so I was curious about your method for this because um, it's kind of related I don't, to I don't want to reduce stress on sales calls. I want to get better at sales calls, not reduce stress on sales calls. Oh, not stress, but... What? Um, sorry also, for interrupting you're you. Also, also you're, you're, you're not actually getting sales, so I, I, I don't know why you're asking this. You should be getting better at sales. The only thing you should care about right now. Okay, no, I got one sale, but um, what I wanted to ask you oh. is, it's, it's kind of related. Um, when you um, shortly before, like uh, sometimes instead of have sort of little tangent, I care if I would be completely confident in in, in flow. Or... You're wasting your time right now. Like you're not you're not like you're just okay. wasting time right now. There's no there's no there's no none of this. Uh, if only I was this or that. It's just a waste of time. This okay. is not a self development call. <laughs> That you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna have this magical confident magic pill whatever it is uh, doesn't exist forget the okay, whole idea good. of that even just like what whatever you think it is or should be it doesn't exist hundred percent okay, forget cool. the whole thing a small keep doing sales calls a sm- small note to before um, the the measurement of deep sleep with these trackers is totally inaccurate. Um, I, I was playing around with my sleep about a year, one and a half years ago, and so I spent a lot of time researching that. 
and I bought three apparently state-of-the-art sleep trackers. I wore them all three during the night and they never even slightly matched up. So every one of those was giving me totally different values. Like one said the, the sleep was very good that night, the other one said it was horrible and it didn't match at all. So oh, okay. your the, the, only the deep sleep is mainly based on if you move your body or not, and it, and I'm a person who doesn't move my body a lot during sleep, and so. It, okay, I guess so. I, I I don't know how I I don't know anything about the deep sleep or whatever. Uh, although it seems to be accurate when I look at it, just from the fact that it seems to be every hour and a half REM, it kind of makes sense. But if it's not accurate, it's not accurate. I don't know about this deep sleep. So, I can tell you from, from my self-experiment that the, uh, the did not match it all together. Sleep oh, trackers okay. I tried. I tried one which, which you put on a bed. I had one on the arm. Um, the they all had very that. weird it values. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that none of them are accurate. It just means that they were different. So it's not the same thing. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not talking about sleep. Uh, well, it, mean, it, it means... It means that at least one of them is not accurate, or yes. at, le at least one or two. And and I, I read more about it, and I found a guy who had actually um, tested it together with these um, sleep laboratories, where you pay like a thousand euros per night to get your sleep measures. And he had all the graphs, and they did not match as well. Also, so I would be very careful to trust these values. You mean these devices? Um, no, the devices for deep sleep, uh, the, the, the values for deep sleep, yeah. I wouldn't trust yeah. the, the quality of deep sleep based on a tracker which just move, uh, measures movement and heart rate. Oh, oh okay, I, I guess, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, like I, I don't pay attention to deep sleep or whatever, I just look at stress, so yeah. that's mm -hmm. what I know works, so. Uh, the deep sleep stuff, there's apps as well for movement, I guess. They also work on movements. Uh, I, I don't know how that works, uh, but okay, cool. Not, not going to comment it because I don't know anything about that. Okay, so yeah, anyway, cool. Well, that's it then. Thanks. Uh, content webinar is over. See you guys next time. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it i'll see you next time if you'd like to find out more about me visit vitkin.net that's v-i-t-k-i-n.net thank you for listening to the show and see you next time and see you next